welcome to another episode of the bottom of the stream movie show my name is adam my name is nick welcome aboard the world famous bottom of the stream podcast <laughs> the world famous i like this i like how we've suddenly become world famous okay i like it it seems to have happened as well i don't know what's going on <laughs> i don't know what's going on how are you good yeah time. good time <laughs> i'm here for a good time here for a good time not a long time well we'll see well hopefully <laughs> take too long no, to edit no guarantees <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, this week we're going to watch it. Well, we have watched a film called Good Time. Good Time is from 2017. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 42 minutes. And it's currently rated as 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> it is high. Pretty no, good. Right. How are you? <laughs> it is high. Uh, stars, and it might be the reason for it being high, a, le- a, a lady? I thought you were going to say a legend. <laughs> a and legend. You just go straight in there with a... Fucking legend. No, he's not a legend yet. <laughs> uh, a guy called Robert Pattinson. He plays Connie. Um, you will know Robert Pattinson. He was in Twilight, if you've seen those films. Do you know what? I've Pattinson. never seen a Twilight. I've seen the first one. Yeah. It was hot garbage. You've never watched it anymore. Um, Tenet, he's in that. Yes. Uh, Devil All the Time, which was really good. Yes. That was the Tom Holland one. And The Lighthouse. Yeah, that I've not seen that yet. Normally it is on Netflix, actually, yeah. so we do need to watch that at some point. He was in Harry Potter as well, wasn't he? Oh, of course. Back yeah. in the day. Also stars a guy called Benny Safdie. He plays Nick. Yes. Not you, but nope. just a guy called Nick. He also directed this film. Co-directed. Co-directed this film with his brother. Josh. Josh Safdie. They also directed another Netflix, well, a Netflix film last year. Yeah. yeah. Last year? Yeah. Uncut Gems. They both directed that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Uncut Gems. Can we talk about it later? <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about it later. Because I will say now, I've watched both of these films this week. Oh, really? You went with Uncut Gems after this or before? I watched this. I don't want to give away what I thought. I'd, I've, no, I don't. was intrigued enough. to go. I'd Uncut wanted Gems. to watch Uncut Gems for ages. Yeah. And it's just a bit like The Irishman. Yes. I was like, oh, I really want to watch it. I've just not quite got to it. And then I, I watched this and I was like, do, do you know what? That would be interesting to watch yeah. both and maybe have a chat fair. about them. So I've watched them both. Fair enough. Which is why I haven't watched that much TV. <laughs> so I've watched two Safety <laughs> Brothers movies on consecutive days. Wow. We'll talk about Uncle Gems later. <laughs> okay. okay. Carry on. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some arguments. I like it. Um, also stars a lady called Jennifer Jason Lee. She plays a character called Corey. She's been in loads of stuff. Yeah. She got a nom- an Oscar nomination for The Hateful Eight. Yes. A few years ago. She's, she plays the mum in Atypical. Correct. It's a Netflix sitcom. Yeah, she was a pretty big deal in the 90s. Back in the 90s, yeah. Woman in the Window, she's in that. Uh, single white female. Yeah. That's probably what she's most famous for. I haven't written down the detail. Oh, they're, they're the top three build people in this film. I would argue she's not the third highest person in this She's, she's in this the film. name cast, but yeah. in pretty inseco- inconsequential as a story. character. Yes. But I haven't written down the guy who is consequential, so I'm not going to tell you about him. <laughs> when we get to him, I'll find some information in. Uh, the film was, we've already talked about the directors. The film was written by Josh Safdie and a guy called Ronald Brostein, uh, who both also wrote Uncut Gems. Okay. So, Bernie, Benny Safdie doesn't get a writing credit on this film. Right. His brother does. And he also doesn't get a writing credit on uh, Uncut Gems. Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, Nick is being, I guess, evaluated. Yes. We meet Nick early doors. Uh, he has. A learning disability. Yes. And I believe he's partially deaf. Well, he's got hear- he's definitely got hearing aids. Yeah. It? So yeah. Um and he's he's um he's been quizzed by a psychologist. Yeah, I guess so. Funny yeah. looking chap, wasn't he? He's all crazy hair. He's a bit like Doc Brown, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? He well, he'd play a good Doc Brown in the modern day <laughs> if you wanted somebody to do it. Um and he's he's being asked Nick's being asked about his understanding of proverbs. Yeah. Basically, what does this mean to you? What do you, what do you think this means? Yeah, and it's we're at a kind of I don't want to say psych hospital, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know the facility. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the correct term for it, but that's what you'd call it, I suppose. Um, and then just as that's all going on, we well, he, he's responding, isn't he? Yes. But then he kind of shuts down when he, he notices the doctor's taking notes. Yeah. Because he's like, "What are you writing about me? Yeah, I don't he like. That. He doesn't like being assessed for yeah. whatever he's being assessed for. And then his brother comes in. His brother's obviously Robert Pattinson's character, Connie. Yeah. Um, it basically busts him out. Busts him out, pulls him out. It's like, get away from him. Don't talk to my yeah, brother. He doesn't need to be in here. Yeah. I look after him. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Pulls him out. They'll Rob, go Rob, home together. Uh, Connie, Robert Pattinson's character, just wears huge, oversized Echo jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That's, he's that sort of guy. He's the typical New York kid, isn't he? Yeah. 
Uh, hit straight to the title card from there. And then we go to a bank. Sure. And there's two black guys robbing a bank. Yeah. Except they're not. No. <laughs> they're um, rubber masks. They're rubber. Yeah, they're very convincing rubber masks. They are pretty good. Um, but it's, uh, this is the same two guys. They're, yeah, they're the Nick, brothers. Nick and Connie robbing a bank. Um, they're peacefully robbing a bank. They, very, very civilized. If you're going to rob a bank, this is the way to do it. This is a. <laughs> I don't want to condone that. This is a very civilized way to try and rob a bank. They basically hand a note to the teller, yeah. saying, "Put the money in this bag. Don't don't trigger any alarms." She does what she does, and then we get like a bit of note tennis. <laughs> yeah, cause, which I made me smirk a bit. Yeah, so you, she gives him some money back. He hands the note back to her, saying, "I need more than that. Go to the bank and get some more yeah. or whatever." And she does. She goes. She leaves, and it's uncomfortable for a little while as she's gone. Uh, and then she comes back, and the bag's now full. Yeah. She hands them the bag back, and they leave. Nobody, nobody else in the bank even knew what was happening. It was a very peaceful. No, bank uh, you know, Connie sort of has to say to Nick as they're leaving, the, as they're going through the door, "Don't run," because yeah. he starts to run, and he's like, I, "He's like, I want to get this mask off." He's starting to panic. Yeah, isn't he doesn't he? like having the mask. Um, on. Yeah, but they, they, they kind of get. He calms him down, and they find a a back alley, don't they, yeah. where they can they can ditch the masks. Yeah, so they they head off to this back alley. They ditch the masks, ditch the clothes, and go out kind of the other side of the alley yeah. onto the road opposite. They're waiting for the their wheel car. man. They're waiting for the driver. Yeah, he's not there. No, they're expecting him to be there, and he's not there. Yeah, but then he just turn up. Um, he says, "Yeah, oh well, I got moved on. I'll be back round in a minute." Yeah, he picks them up. He, you can hear sirens going off in the background, so obviously somebody's triggered something in the bank now. And so Nick and Connie are in the back seat of this car, and there's a guy driving it. Yeah, he didn't seem to. Did he know them? I don't know if he knew them or not. He's. I mean, kind he, of. I thought it was a taxi driver. At first, I did at first, was... but then he makes a reference to like, "Oh, did it go all right?" or yeah, something so like he, that. Yeah, he must have known them. But then you never see him again, and no. they're very much a duo. Very much so. So they don't, I, don't let anybody it, else. It in. wasn't. So he was in on it, but he wasn't. Yeah. With yeah. He never. He never turns up again, does he? <laughs> no, he that way, so. so Connie says to Connie gives Nick the bag to hold the money bag. He's. I think Nick just wants to hold it. Yeah. Um, and he does, and then a, a beeping noise starts. Just as they unzip the bag. Just as they unzip the bag, and then an ink bomb goes off. Fuck me, it's a lot of ink. <laughs> it filled the car. Yeah. <laughs> it literally filled the car. It's like a flare. It was a proper ink explosion. The whole car was red. Red. Got red on you. Everybody's covered in red. This red smoke coming, yeah. billowing out of the car. And the car crashes because of this. Yeah. They crash the car. So they pull over. Maybe the, the guy died. Maybe. The driver. I don't know. Maybe. They don't. You never no. hear from him again. They never mention him again. Uh, so they get out of this car. Connie and Nick are both like bright red. Yeah, two strawberries toe. running down the road. Yeah, so they run down the road. They're trying to find somewhere to get cleaned up because Nick's proper panicking now. Yeah, because he's like he's covered in this red stuff. He can't breathe. He says he keeps saying he's going to throw up. Yeah, he's choking, vomit. isn't he? He's, yeah. he's panicking. Uh, they head to a Domino's. Oh, was it? Uh, I was didn't Domino's. That. Yeah. Oh, okay, it was a Domino's, and they they burst into this Domino's restaurant, and they just go straight to the bathroom. And yeah. the staff are like, "You can't use the bathroom. You got to buy something. Got to buy, some. buy a pizza." Uh, but he locks himself in. They're both getting cleaned up. And they hide the money bag in the ceiling. They do a stomach. good job of getting the red off them. Considering it's not supposed to come off. Yeah. <laughs> and the they are covered. Yeah. The whole point of it is it's not supposed to come off. But Nick must, Connie must have planned ahead because Nick was wearing two pairs of trousers. Yeah. So on the clothes. They, they but the, also there was a possibility face. that it might happen. But yeah, their faces <laughs> and hands, everything. So they hide the money in the ceiling of the dominoes and get themselves cleaned up and leave. Yeah. Walk back out onto the street. Walk back out onto the street. They've got their hoods up, so you can't... They will still have red on their hair and stuff, but... You can see you can, that there's a bit around, like, Nick's yeah. top of his hoodie. But not, nobody's going to question much. it at yeah. this point now if yeah. you pass them in the street. Um, and then a cop car drives past, and they the cops do question it. They're, yeah, but they look fucking suspicious. They look as suspicious as anything. Re- regardless of the fact that you can see... If you can see any red or not, because they're, like, heads down, hoods up. So, yeah. They're definitely being... Yeah. They're not being inconspicuous. I'd stop them if I was a cop. Yeah. And the cops do stop them. Um, they're just chatting away to the cops, and then Nick kind of panics. His bolts. He just runs. That just triggers the cops' reaction yeah. to what? Give a chance. They've, they've run. We need to follow them. They're obviously up to something. And they end up in a shopping mall, and they're running through the shopping mall. They kind of get split up, don't they? Yeah. Do you want Nick to know an Connie? interesting fact about this shopping yes, mall? Yes, please. It was not closed at the time. Oh, wow. Every guerrilla filming. All the people reaction in this shopping mall is genuine nice and apparently even some members of the public tried to stop the actors who were playing the cops from chasing these two guys <laughs> wow <laughs> like it so yeah apparently it says, it says that in the IMDb true i thought it was quite interesting but they get they kind of get split up nick's not as fast as connie is 
um, and they end up going in opposite directions. Nick runs through a plate glass window. Yeah, he, he's kind of he's running and he turns to see where the cop is, and yeah. he kind of trips slash runs straight, straight through this glass, glass door. door. Which um, knocks knocks him out, and that's that's that. He's cuffed. He's cuffed. The cops catch him. He's cuffed. He's done. He's arrested him. Um, but Connie manages to get away. We stay with Nick for a little while, don't we? He gets handcuffed, gets put in a cell. Yeah, so he goes into the holding area in prison, and the credits roll. We're like twenty five minutes. I've, in. I've written that down a bit later on. The credits are still going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it does go on for the credits go on for ages. James Bond film or something. The, the credits don't stop. I think for about another two pages of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they get put in this hole. He gets put in this holding cell, and there's lots of people. It's a in war there. zone in there. Yeah, there's loads of people in there, and obviously, when you put a load of criminals in one room together, yeah. fighting's going to start breaking out, and it does. Uh, the cops come along, pepper spray everybody. Yeah, and and um, obviously, Nick's face is all fucked up from running through the glass door. Yeah, uh, and he's now full of pepper spray. There's lots of screaming he's in and a blind noises panic, going on. Everybody's in a blind. The 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 one defining trait of this film, the same as it is from Cut Gems, is how chaotic it is. Yeah. It's you know if you've seen Uncle Gems, you know the exact style of this film. It's just pure chaos the whole time. And it, it really makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I think like that's it. the goal. <laughs> it is the goal. I think But I don't find it entertain it doesn't entertain me because of It's an assault on your sense. It's a deliberate assault on your senses. Yeah, it is. And that is the style that this that these two it's guys here in this movie. Through. And then it's amped up in Uncut Gems. Yeah, 100%. This isn't as obvious in, as, as it is in Uncut Gems. But there's always music playing in this film as well. There's always like music in the background. Yeah. There's always people shouting. I, I, I like it to puts give... me on edge and I don't like it. <laughs> it I, makes I, me uncomfortable. I, and I think the soundtrack is to be credited to that. As part of that sort of engineering, um, the sort of synth yeah. soundtrack. is it's a part, When it needs to be, it's quite sort of ethereal yeah. and dreamlike. Because when we get later on in this movie and, and Connie's been up for like, I don't know, 36 Dance. hours and, yeah. and it's 4am in the morning and everything's a bit wispy. But it is also quite jarring when it needs yeah. to be. Um, and it is all purely intentional. It's their style of filmmaking. Do you want to, the guy who did the soundtrack has got the best name. Oh, go on. Do you want to know his name? Yes. One O Tricks Point Never. One O Tricks Point Never? Yeah. What a great name. This is, uh, that's what he goes like by. a radio handle. Daniel Lopata. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good... Yeah, we'll good, come to good it more work the on the soundtrack. We'll come to that more at the end, but it, it, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, every, like I said, everybody gets pepper sprayed. Um, and then we cut back to Connie. Connie goes back to the Domino's and rescues the money. Yeah, still it's, there. No drama there. Yeah, that's fine. Because I, I thought, oh, is that, the money's not going to be there. Is that what this film's going to be about? <laughs> yeah, but no, um, no, the money's there. He gets all the money. Um, he asked for 65 grand, I think, from the bank teller in the bank when he robbed it. I'm sure it was 65. Yeah. That's not what he gets. Um, I've written here, the credits are still going. Um, and he takes it to a bail's bonds, bail bondsman. Yeah, he says, I've got the money. Is this enough to get my, my brother, brother out, of, out of prison? Um, the guy counts it, to be fair. He counts he, it. He... um. A lot of it he entertains it more than I thought he was. Yeah, a lot of it's covered in red ink. Yeah, um, so he's like, "Well, I can't use any of that." So he he separates it basically into two piles, doesn't he? Yeah. And usable money, he's got sixteen thousand four hundred eighty dollars, and the bail bondsman's like, "It's not enough. You need another ten grand." Yeah. You you need to bring me ten grand by the morning, and I'll get your brother out on bail. Yeah, sure. I'll call the judge straight away. We'll and that's what this film's about. Yeah. <laughs> We're into cut back to Nick in prison, isn't yeah. he? And he, he's like, as we say, he's uh, um, he has learning disabilities, so he he's not learning quick in prison. <laughs> no. He's he's watching TV, isn't he? Yeah. And then a, a load of other guys come in, they want to change the channel. He's like, yeah. "Well, I'm here. I, this is what I want to watch." And we're in prison. Yeah. We're in New York. It results in a brawl. Brawl. Uh, a, yeah. And Nick is beaten bad. Yes, he is. Well, he he dishes it out as well. But yeah. He is beaten. But eventually, the numbers game. Yeah. Gets him. Connie, meanwhile, goes to meet Corey. We meet her for the first time. That's his on-off, on-off girlfriend, I guess. Yeah. She seems a bit like she's got some learning disabilities as well. She's... Uh, I th- I think she's... Drugs, maybe? Yeah. She's more uh, of a smackhead. Because she, she's older. She is older, yeah. Um, it's Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. She's much older. <laughs> she's much older than Robert Pattinson. Definitely. Still lives with a mum who's like obviously had enough of this woman. <laughs> yeah, and he does, she does, her mum doesn't like Connie either. No. To the point where she won't even open the door when he gets there. Um, so they go out. They go out to uh, have a chat. Nick, uh, Connie tells... Connie's a strange name for a man. That's what's throwing me in, I think. <laughs> Especially Connie, when she's... What's her name? Cor- Corey. Corey. <laughs> so it's really similar. Which I, is a man's name. 
<laughs> and she, <laughs> we kind of come in and they're in this cab and she's, she's, it's quite clear to us and I think it's quite well done that she's starting a conversation that they've had many times before. Yeah. Because she's like, well, we could, we're going to run away to here. We're going to go to Mexico. He's obviously or, told her that when he's robbed this bank, yeah. he's going to take her away. Yeah. And he's going to go and live that sweet life yeah. in the sun. And uh, now he's trying to tell her that that's not going to happen. But at the same time, it will still happen at some point. Yeah. But Nick's in prison and th- that needs to be the focus. He lies to her, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he lies all the way through this. There, yeah, he, there's no truth for uh, words. In, and in again, him. there's a lot of similarities to Connie's character in this and Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems. Yeah. Because they are just forever trying to chase the next lie to get to the next thing or yeah. do the next deal. Um, and he says that, yeah, Nick's, Nick's, Nick is in prison, but it's because he attacked his counsellor. Yeah. Um, he tells her he's on Rikers Island. Yeah. Um, and he says to her, look, I know your mum's credit card's good for a couple of grand. Can I borrow some money? He asks her to borrow some money. And he doesn't really give a chance to say no. And he takes her to the bail bondsman yeah. office at the time, like there and then. Yeah. So she has no choice but to say yes. They, Nick, ha- Connie has a chat with the bail bondsman and says, look, she's got 10 grand. Connie's like, Cor- this is going to really fuck me over. <laughs> Corey's like, 10 grand? I haven't got 10 grand. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you said it was a couple. Yeah, you said you wanted a couple of grand. The bail bondsman's like, look, it's, it's half eight. I think he said it was half eight at night. It's late now. Judge goes to dinner at nine. George goes to dinner at nine. It's late for a judge's dinner, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And he's like, I can try, but there's no chance I'm getting him out tonight, but I will try for you. So he makes a phone call. Uh, he finds out that Nick's in hospital. And whilst he's finding that out, his assistant finds out that Corey's cards decline. So she, because her mum's cancelled all the cards the minute she saw Connie turn up. I really like this scene. Yeah, it was. this was the best scene. It for was me. absolutely chaotic. It was pure chaos. The whole film's chaos, but this was really like... Because... Everybody's talking all at the same time. Yeah, so... Uh, so uh, Connie's talking to the bail bondsman. The bail bondsman is on two phones because he's talking yeah. to the judge and he's talking to the... Hospital, maybe? Hospital, yeah. yeah. Uh, or the prison warden who's told him that the brother's in hospital. Uh, Corey's having an argument with her mother. Yeah, and on the phone as well. On the phone. And the the secretary's trying to send the card payment through. So there's, there's like five conversations happening <laughs> and, between these four people. And, they all get... and it's, it's absolutely... <laughs> chaotic it's it's but it's really well engineered isn't yeah, it, it? Works. to put that together as a director yeah that organized chaos yeah i, I, I find it like it really oh, no, sets no. me on I, edge I, and i know it's supposed to but it's like i, I don't know I don't, I don't know but connie's in the middle of these other people and he's kind of screaming at all of them at the same time because he's trying to calm cory calm cory down and he's trying to find out why the cards declining whilst also trying to find out what's going on with nick yeah. and it's just chaos everybody's just shouting over each other it's the same as Uncut Gems, isn't it? That whole film's just people shouting over each other. What did you think of... Pa- I thought Patterson was really good in this scene. Yeah, agreed. I thought he was really good overall, but I do quite like him anyway. I, I think he was good yeah. overall, yeah. I, I thought he... Um, this is all him. He anchors this whole film. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's basically his film. He's yeah. pretty much the only one in it. Yeah. There's him and another guy who turns up later on. But other than that... I think, I think he does a really good job. I'm excited for his Batman. Okay. I, I really want to see what he's going to do with it. So. I, I think he needs to be good... Because he's got a, I think there's a lot of tiredness yeah. and sort of really another bad. Yeah, agreed. There is. So he, to overcome that, it's gonna have to. Be, he's gonna have to be good. While at the same time, he's still trying to get over the Twilight thing. Yeah. Because there are people out there who just see him as the guy from Twilight. Sure. So he's got to try and get past that at the same time. It's gonna be tough for him. If you'd have asked me for a one-word review for this oh, for movie, fuck's sake. <laughs> it probably would have been like Neon Vampire. Neon Vampire, I like it. I did ask you just then. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, this was a good scene. I thought it was, it was a it was, really good scene. I think it's the best scene in the film, but it made my heart pound. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's chaos. It is chaos. Where did it go from there? So, Connie's mum's cancelled all the cards. Co- and they find out, the yeah, they find out which hospital Nick is in. Yeah, and the so Nick, Connie says to the bail bondsman, give me the rest of the money back then. Yeah. And I'll bring you the rest. And he won't. He's oh, like, it's mine. It's mine now. It's in my safe. Yeah. Um, so, Connie just ditches all of them. Yeah. Leaves Corey there. <laughs> yeah. Just I don't think we see her again. No, maybe not. No, I don't think we do. He leaves speaks her, to her on the phone later on. Yeah, leaves her crying in the in the bondsman's office. Yeah. And he's he's off. He goes back to the hospital. Well, yeah. he goes to the hospital because he he know he, he found out which hospital Nick was in, yeah. so he heads over there. Um he tricks one of the orderlies into figuring out which floor he's going to be on. 
Yeah. And he eventually finds out which room he's in. He says, all the, yeah, all the prisoners are on a certain floor. Yeah, sixth floor, I think. He goes up to the sixth floor. He finds the room being guarded by a cop. That must be Nick's room. Sure. And he manages to distract the cop. No, he just waits him out. Did he? Did he? I couldn't. I, I kind of missed this bit. So he, he chats to the cop. But he says something about, oh, my dad's dying or something. And, well, I'm right. having a terrible day. And the cop sort of engages him in conversation. I remember that bit. Uh, and then he says something like, oh, I'm going to get a coffee. Do you want one? The cop says no. So I think his plan was, yeah, try and see if we can draw him away. That doesn't work. So he just he goes into the next room. Oh, he does. Yeah, he, li- he literally just waits lady. for the cop to leave. Right, okay. Because the cop eventually goes and gets a coffee. Uh, so whilst the cop's gone, he gets Nick out of bed. His face is all bandaged, bandaged up because he's obviously been beat up yep. quite badly. Um, and he gets him into a wheelchair, wheels him out the front door of the hospital. He's unconscious. Him. Yeah, he's unconscious. It's like we were a bit weekend at Bernie's here. <laughs> yeah, he's quite brazen about it. He goes past the security desk. He just wheels him out the front door of the hospital. He just banks on no one. Yeah, nobody's going to question an eyelid. Yeah. No one does. And he finds a dialeride bus, which is basically a bus that takes people home from hospital. This was a bit convenient. Yeah, but, but they do exist. It's, 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 it's a thing. Yeah, it's it's plausible, but yeah, it, it was right there exactly when he needed it. <laughs> yeah, it was. So the, he's just they were loading, literally loading someone up. Lo- literally loading somebody up, and he, he gets himself onto this bus. They just ride it to the end of the line. Yeah, they just go to the end, don't they? There's another old, there's an old couple on there. Yeah. And they go, get they get dropped off. So he says, <laughs> the, 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 when they drop the last couple off. Yes, he says to the driver. The driver says, oh. I don't, I, you're not on my list. Yeah, I only had three stops. And uh, Connie says, well, oh, oh, we we definitely were due to come on this bus. He said, they told us to come here. We're only two blocks. Yeah. Can you just take me out anyway? Yeah. So we assume that you knew. Yeah. we that's Because we, we thought you were the last, we were the yeah. last stop because we were only two blocks away. So the driver's like, oh, I can't really be bothered to ring up and check. Yeah. I'll yeah, just I'll drop, just, you, off, I'll drop you off. So he does. They're, they're nowhere near where they need to be. No, they're nowhere they're, near. They're, they're, they don't really even know where they no. need to be. They don't technically have anywhere to go. And then he goes. He decides the best course of action would be to go back to this old couple's apartment where they were the previous drop, the previous drop off, and say, "Look, we're locked out of our house. Can I just?" Because he had a bit of a eye to eye with this woman, didn't he? He seemed to bond with her a little bit. Yeah, they saw. Yeah, with nodding friends, I guess. So he not both pushing someone in a wheelchair, wheelchair, basically. Yeah. So he knocks on the door and says, "Look, we're locked out of our house. The mum, our mum's not at home. Can we borrow your phone?" Yeah. She's a bit reluctant, but she lets them in. She says, "Yeah." He has to win a round. Yeah, he does have to win a round. Um, but she's like, yeah, use the phone. And he makes a fake phone call to a mother that doesn't exist mm. to say, look, when you get in from work, we're locked out. Come and, come and pick us up. Yeah. We're here. And then eventually, after that, he tricks this woman into giving them a room as well. Well, he says, look, can my brother stay here? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go and I'll go do whatever. And wait for my mum. But he's unconscious and his yeah. face is still bandaged. I can't leave him outside. It's and this, too cold. He's basically preying on this woman's yeah. goodwill. And it works. She says, yep, stay in this room. Um, That's not a big mistake. <laughs> a, b- a big mistake is saying now out loud to a granddaughter who is also there. Yeah. Uh, right. I've had a tough day. I'm going <laughs> to take some pills and go to sleep. Yeah. I'll see you in 12 hours. Yeah. So Nick's like, uh, Connie's like, I've got this place now basically to myself yeah. for 12 hours. There's this granddaughter here, but she's no asshole. <laughs> then he goes into the bathroom and bleaches his hair. Yeah. He just finds some, some hair dye. Finds some bleach. Bleaches his hair. So for the rest of this film now, he's got bleach blonde and hair. And the, gra- the granddaughter, the kid's like, what are you doing with hair why, why have you dyed your hair? And he just goes, oh, I'm a bit weird. She's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Fair play. Well, she's all right. He's all right with that. She's all right with that. Corey calls him at this. No, he call, does he call Corey? Um, because she can come and pick me up. I can get out of here because she can come and pick me up. Yeah. And she says, I can't come till yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah, or something I, like I'm that. I'm locked in till 5 a.m. Yeah. or something. So he decides, right, well, I've at least got to stay here till 5 a.m. My posters just fell off the wall. How strange. It's a ghost. This house haunted. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you that before. You have, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I've got to at least wait till 5 a.m. I might, make, might as well make the most of this. He puts Nick in front of the TV, goes out and has a chat with a young girl. Yeah, they watch the yeah. other TV. She, she Turns out she, her bo- uh, boyfriend or ex-boyfriend's a drug, drug dealer, dealer. So they sit and smoke weed. Yeah. Um, and then the, and the news comes on. Mm-hmm. And... Unfortunately, it's a news story about Nick escaping from prison. Or escaping. Oh, it's them robbing the bank. Oh, that, oh them robbing the bank, sorry. Um, and obviously, he doesn't want this young girl to know about this, so he decides he's just going to kiss her. He does, To distract yeah. her from the TV. And then he takes her into the bedroom, and he looks like he's going to... Yeah, oh, they're, they're going to full-on get it on. They're going to do some naughty. Uh, but then they hear a banging and a clattering coming from the room that they ne- left Nick in. Indeed. 
So he runs upstairs at full bore because he knows Nick's Nick's a big guy and he could do yeah, some yeah. damage. He's, he's coming so, around. He's coming around if he doesn't know where he is. Um, unfortunately, this isn't Nick. No, it took me a little <laughs> a minute or two to quite cotton onto this. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Because um, it's dark and he's like you say, dark, he's got his, his face bandaged. Face is all bandaged up. He's clearly a smaller guy, uh, but Connie's obviously missed that. It wasn't until um, sort of Pattinson was on top of him, forcing a yeah, because he was trying to shut him up. Into this, his mouth. this guy's freaking out because he doesn't know where he is. He's just yeah, exactly. woken up in this mysterious woman's house, and now Con- Connie's lying on top of him, trying to keep him quiet from waking up everybody else in the house. So he's basically he's broken the wrong guy out of hospital. Yeah. So, and he's also spotted a car outside. So he's he says to the young girl, "I didn't catch the young girl's name. I apologize." He asked her to find the car keys. He's like, "We need to get out of here." And she goes with them. She finds the car keys. She gets in the car with the two guys, and they leave. They all leave together. Yeah. She just wants to go on an adventure. Yeah. She just she's just bored of her life. I think. But there was one scene before this where I've not written it down, but she offered to cook him some chicken nuggets because there was oh, yeah. no food in the house. Yeah. And he went in the fridge. What was what was going on with the fridge? There was like weird liquids in the oh, fridge. Yeah. It was like just like bottles, bottles of piss, of piss in yeah. the fridge. But yeah, you're right. Didn't explain what it was. That. It was really strange. She was, then the girl was just like, "Oh, don't yeah, we go don't in there. don't go in there. We don't keep food in the fridge." I've got some chicken nuggets. <laughs> it was so weird. It never explained what it was. So they all live together in this car. Uh, the as they drive away out of the area, the whole area seems to be crawling with cops. The co- the cops are interviewing the dialeride guy. Yeah, and they're basically backtracking. There's cops the, everywhere. Back tracing the steps of this bus, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> and then Nick drives the car to the hospital, and the guy who's in the back seat's like, "What the fuck are you going to the hospital for? It's covered in cops." Yeah, he's like, I've got to find my brother. He's like, like, I do not want to be back near this hospital. <laughs> no, I've literally just inadvertently, accidentally escaped from prison. <laughs> Get away from this hospital. Connie wasn't really thinking at that point, I don't think. He's still trying to formulate his plan, isn't he? Yeah. So then, then the the guy, I think, what's the guy called? Ray or Roy? Uh, Ray. Ray. Um, he kind of explains his story a little bit at this point. Yeah, they go, so, they go, they go to a white castle. Yeah, and they send the girl in to get them the food, and then this kind of turns into a bit of a comedy for like five minutes. Yeah, there cause, is because we get Ray's Ray's flashback. a bit of a comedy character, isn't? Yeah, he? of how he ended up in the in the hospital. Yeah, he basically says, Look, "I only got out of prison yesterday. I'm on parole." He basically went on um, a bender. He went on a bender. Yeah, he's I've written he's very shouty. <laughs> um, he down he literally as soon as he got out of prison, he downed a bottle of brandy. And then he took some pills, and yeah. then he took some acid, um, and then he went to a games arcade. Yeah, with his friends. With his friends to sell that to acid. sell acid. The cops turned up. They escaped with the drug money and the acid yeah. into a theme he's got park. A sprite bottle full of acid. Yeah, he's got literally a sprite bottle. And they escape into this like theme park adventure venture park. It was called. Yeah. And they hide the money and the acid in a ride. It's like a park, ghost train, ghost train type ride. And then he escaped into a taxi. Um, this is all this guy's telling this story but we're also seeing it at yeah. the same time and it's like the rest of this film is pure chaos of what's going on so he escaped in this taxi the driver of the taxi figures out what's going on well he, he figures out he's got no money, money and Ray says well just take me home and I've I can get you some just got out of prison money. I'll get you some money yeah. my mum's got some money so he's like no I'm taking you to the cop car to the cops um, so Ray makes this decision that he's going to jump out of this cab because yeah. he thinks it's only going about 30 to 40 miles an hour yeah it was going like 60 like 70 it was doing on the speedo he jumps out of this cab and that's how he ended up in the hospital. Sure. Connie, Connie instantly says... Connie was not listening yeah. after the point where he said there's money, the money and the acid. There's money and acid hidden in an adventure park. Because by the time Ray's finished the story, he's already, he's already Googling where this place yeah. is. We were all, he's one step ahead of us. Um, and so they go there. This film doesn't hang around. It's yeah, they wait for the girls to come out with the food. Yeah, she's got the food. He eats some. They all eat some food and then they go to adventure park. Crystal, her name was. Was it Crystal? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, they leave her outside. They tell her that it's the bloke that this is where the guy lives. Connie sort of he's just silver tongue, doesn't yeah, he? He says, says, "You know, I think we've got a connection like we've tonight. Got some just, you, She's like if you can just wait girl. here, yeah. um, you know, we've just got something to do, and then we'll be back." Yeah. Um, so they go in. They go into this adventure park. I've just put this right. Every everything he says is a lie. Literally every yeah, line. Yeah, it is. Um, they go to the park. Short, long story short, they find the acid. They don't find the money uh, because they get interrupted by a security guard yeah. who was played by Bakadafti, yeah. I think his name is, who's brilliant in everything he does. Um, and he is kind of shouting at them to come out and he eventually spots Ray. Yeah, Ray gets busted. And he gets busted. But then, then so Connie takes a run for it. 
and he manages to beat the guy up eventually. Yeah, so yeah, he does. He beats the security guard up really viciously, really quite violently. He literally knocks him unconscious. Uh, goes back to the security guard's office. Yeah, releases Ray, who's been handcuffed in there, and then they go back to try and find the money again. So the guard had switched the ghost train on. Yes, so by it's lit this up point a little to, bit to try and help him find Connie. Yeah. They still can't find the car. Still struggling with the money. Um, somebody's triggered the alarms or something because the cops all show up. Oh, they find the acid. They do find the acid. Yeah, so they've got the bottle of seven up, but they haven't got the money. Um, and then there's loads of cops show up outside, so they have to think quick. And Connie comes up with a plan. This was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it really just was. To do this to a person, it was just disgusting. <laughs> it really was. So they take the security guard's clothes. This, this was a point on why any sympathy for Connie went out the window yeah, for me. I agree. They take the security guard's clothes. Connie dresses up as him. Yeah. Even though he's a much bigger guy than <laughs> the, the security guard. A much, much bigger guy. Um, And then Ray pours a load of acid into his mouth. Yeah. Which you're supposed to take like one drop of this stuff. Yeah. And this, and he pours loads down his throat. It was, it was really harsh. Connie goes out to greet the cops, pretending to be the security guard. Yep. Says, so, "Yeah, we've subdued this guy. We found a guy inside. He's unconscious. He's uh, address the. They arrest the black guy straight away. Yeah, no questions asked. And they like, did you see the other guy? Because there must be another guy. Because this guy's been beat up. So, well, no, he says he got the security guard called it in. There's two two intruders. Yeah. So. He says to cut the cops. Say to Connie, turn all of the lights on in the park. Yeah. Let's have it. Let's sort this out." Which, um, you know, <laughs> I, if I'm being cynical, that's just put in this to make this give us a really interesting setting for the next few minutes yeah. of this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, while that's happening, the there's a, like a medic there now with the police who's looking into why the security guard's unconscious. He wakes up, starts freaking out. Oh, he's, he's talking he's gibberish. talking absolute gibberish because yeah. he's got shitloads of acid in his system. The cops spot uh, Crystal outside, so she kind of gets arrested. Or why are you here, young girl? Connie sells her out. Connie, he does sells her out. Let's straight away. Let's get he, arrested. Yeah, let's get arrested. The the policeman says, "Was this the other one?" He's and he said he does say no, it wasn't a girl. Yeah. but he's like, yeah, he doesn't help her. No, he doesn't help so her. So she gets taken away. Yeah. Do we see her again? Nope. Nope. Okay. So girls just disappear in this film. So and everybody leaves. Ray's still hiding somewhere. Um, the security guard's gone to hospital. The cops have all gone. Connie calls the hospital. Yeah, so he goes into the office. Info on his brother. They won't give him any. No, because he's a prisoner. Um, and then he destroys the hard drive with all the security camera footage on of what's happened that night. Um, and then they leave without the money. But they, they do have do the have acid. The, they do have the bottle of Sprite. They've, they've spilled quite a lot of it down <laughs> the security guard's throat. Um, and then where do they go here? They go to somebody's apartment. But didn't they go to the guard's house? Oh, it's the security guard's. Yeah. House. Okay. So they get in his car. Sense. They've got his wallet. I knew they got in his so they car. So go to his flat. Okay. I couldn't figure out whose apartment it was. I was like, where, who is this? Where are they? Um, and Connie's like, right, we need to sell this acid. Yeah. We need to sell it right He's now. He's like, how much can I get for this? Like now. Yeah. Without shopping it around or anything. Just what's, what can I get for it? And so Ray says, look, I know the guy who owns it. I know who it is. Let me call him. Yeah. We'll get him down here. He'll probably give you a reward for it. Sell it back to him. Um, the news report comes on the TV again while they're there. Um, the sun's starting to come up by now. Yeah. Because this is all happening over one night. Ray has gone straight back on the booze. Yeah, he's literally First. He's got like a brown bottle of something, like yeah. a liqueur or something. Yeah. Um, so the news report comes on, basically says, it's talking about Nick and how Nick, Nick had apparently beat up his grandma or caused his grandma to break her arm or something. Uh, he threw a, threw a pan at her. <laughs> that was it, yeah. He threw, threw a frying pan, a hot pan at her. Um, and it, the news report does say Connie is still on the run. It puts a picture of Connie up on the screen. So Ray knows now that all is not good. I think he knew that anyway. This was quite a good bit for Patterson as a performance-wise because he goes off on Ray now because he's like, you're a fuck-up. Yeah. And Ray's like, well, so are you. And and Connie really thinks he's a, a class above Ray. Yeah. Cause he's he like, even well, says that. He's yeah, like, yeah. He's, well, you just got out of prison and you got fucked up. And Ray's like, well, you're a fucking loser as well. <laughs> Look at you. Because Ray says to him, oh, you think you're just better than me. Yeah. And Connie's like, I am better than you. He's not. It's not. No, he's, he's not. They <laughs> said so they argue about who is better as a person. Um, then the door tannoy goes off. It does, yeah. <laughs> and it's Caliph. He's the guy who owns the it's Ray's dealer, basically. Acid, yeah. yeah it's a... it's Ray's mate, his dealer. Um, and Connie says to him, "I want fifteen grand. You can have your bottle back right now, and I can have my bottle back." He's, he's also saying this whilst he's locked in the bedroom with a dog, yeah, which happened to just be there. 
And he has an affinity with dogs. Yeah, he calms this dog he's down, doesn't he, when they first just, go in. He mentions it earlier in the film. He's got this like thing where he can calm dogs down. Um, and Caliph says, look, I can get you a grand. Yeah. That's, I can go to the cash point downstairs, get you a grand, job done. And then he changes that to three grand. Connie's holding his balls. He's like, I'm having 15, I'm having 15. So Caliph's like, right, it will take me some time. You'll have to give me till tonight. No, he says three hours or three something, hours, like yeah, something like that. Three hours, something like that. Yeah. But he says, I'll get you the 15 grand. He um, sort of turns to Ray and says, right, I'm going to go and get a gun and yeah, come back. Yeah. Let's sort this shit out. Yeah. They kind of hear that because as soon as I, Caliph I, leaves, Connie's like, right, man. I don't it. know if he heard it, but he clearly was like, well, he's he was suspect. He's yeah. not going to come back <laughs> he's with not 15 gonna grand. He's not going to come back with 15 no. grand. So he leaves. He's like, right, I'm out of it. And Ray's trying to stop him because yeah. Ray's like, because Khalifa leave. said, keep him here. Yeah. Make sure you're Ray, here when I'm back. Connie leaves. The dog bites Ray as it's leaving. Yeah, they kind of had a, have a scrap yeah. in the corridor, don't they? Um, and then from you see this, the rest of it from Ray's perspective. No, Connie's perspective. No, Ray's perspective. In the flat. He's still in the flat. And he's yeah, Ray goes, Ray goes to the balcony, doesn't he? Yeah, it? so he's kind of looking down over the area and he can see Connie leaving. Yeah. And then a load of cops turn up. He he rings. Yeah, because he rings Khalif, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, all and Callie says there's cops everywhere. I'm not coming back. Yeah, I'm not coming back. There's cops everywhere. Con- you can see Connie being chased and eventually getting caught. And he drops the bottle of acid and Ray spots where, where this bottle of yeah. acid is. So he gets back on the phone to Calif. He's like, he's on top of the parking lot. He dropped the acid. You can't. Yeah, miss it's it. in a sprite bottle. It's in a sprite bottle. You can't miss it. It's on the roof of the parking lot. By this time, the cops have really quickly got up into the building. Got up and knocking on the door. So they're knocking on the door. So he's only got one choice here. He's got a get out the window so he does he tries to escape out the window we switch to connie's perspective yeah so we, he's now being put in the back of a cop yeah. car looking up, up at ray at ray who's now and because the cops are like shit there's a man coming out the window and then he falls out the window it goes splat it, there's a really it's horrible isn't splat. it he's, yeah like you're watching him try, trying to get out of this window and then he just drops yeah. like a bomb and that's the end of ray we don't see him again either and then connie gets driven away and it lingers on him for ages yes because we're coming up to the end of the film now I mean, um, I, I just will say here, I didn't like my Netflix because my thumbnail is Robert Patterson sitting be- in the back of a cop car behind like the grid. Oh, really? And it's literally the last shot of so him in the, the movie. It's the last shot of the film. Wow. Oh, it's the last shot of him, him in, in the, the movie. movie. Okay. I don't think mine was. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, so he's getting driven away, being arrested by the cop. Um, and then we cut back to Nick. No, Nick's now in a waiting room somewhere yep. with his grandma. And the psychologist. And the, the psychologist turns up again. Um, and he's like, come with me. I've, I've found you this group of people that you can he says, bond with. He says to Nick, your your brother's done a good thing. Yeah. He says, you know, wish it hadn't come to this. Yeah. But you're now, he says, you're both in the right place. Yeah. I think Connie's in, obviously inferring, in prison. Inferring Connie's in prison and mm. Nick's back at this hospital. S- psych hospital. Psych hospital. And he says to him, look, he says, come and meet these give people. Give it a chance. Give it a I chance. I think you'll like it. Come and meet these people. And they're playing a game, and basically the credits for the film start rolling. As Nick's, jo- he's, start, he's reluctant at first, but then he starts playing this game with yeah. people, and it's it's like cross the room if you've done this. Basically, yeah. it's like it's a bit like Have you ever? Never have I ever. Um, and they're playing it, and the film ends. Yeah, it just fades out, doesn't it? Yeah. What did you think? I mean, it, it it's an absolute. It's an assault on your senses. Yeah, it is. I mean, this this is having watched both of these movies this week. This and Uncut Gems. It's very much the Safdie brothers method. Yeah, very much so. It's their, they're very much their style. It's go and it's just induce panic. It's stressful. Yeah. There is, it's stressful to watch. That's why I don't like them. I think. I mean, it stresses me out. And this is, this is nowhere near as stressful as Uncut Gems. I'll, I'll come back to this in a sec. Yeah. I watched Uncut Gems the day after. Yeah. I felt like I was having a panic attack for two hours. Same. When I, I didn't like Uncut Gems at all because it made me feel horrible. Now, and I got the same vibe from this, but maybe because I'd watched this first, I was thinking of Uncut Gems at the same time. Right. Like, I said I said to you last night, if I'd have known this was directed by those two people, I wouldn't have ever put it on the long No, list. no, I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. You've you've had to come back for more. I, I enjoyed this movie. I Did I, I enjoy it? That's the I, question. I thought it was a good story. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I followed it and I followed the story and I did prefer it to Uncut Gems. Okay. I don't think I can say I enjoyed it because it doesn't... I don't enjoy that feeling of like, it, sure. it puts me on edge. I know, I could totally understand why people would think that. Yeah. I get where it's got its place in the world 
And I understand why people went crazy for Uncut Gems last year. Incidentally, they're both like, exactly the same rating on IMDb. Okay. They're both rated a 7.4 out of 10. Um, I preferred Uncut Gems, but we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, as, as, as far as this goes, I was invested. Yes. Once I was tuned into the style, yeah. I think probably half an hour or so in, I was like, right, I know what this is now. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I'm I'm there. I'm an inv- I'm invested and I want to see what happens. But it is an assault on the senses. It is just the character of Connie just lurches from one mistake to the next mistake to the next mistake. And it's 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 really t- it's quite tiring actually. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um and, and you know, the soundtrack's there as well, but the performances are good, the story is good. I can understand why you people wouldn't like this. I think it took me a bit of time to adjust to what this was. Once I got there, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm along for the ride here. I found myself counting down the minutes till it ended. Right. And it wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it. I was sitting there thinking, this is all right. I'm understanding what's going on. I'm quite enjoying it, but I can't wait for it to end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I I just think it just just triggers something. Their films just trigger something in me that's like, they're they're too much. (laughs) There's too much going on. The music's going on, the shouting going on. There's always noises in the background and everybody's always talking at the same time. And I think it's just too much for me. <laughs> I, I, think but I get it. I if get that's that how you feel, that's how you feel. I think that's fine. I think, but if you put that aside a little bit, I think. Yeah, completely. There's, I just think there's a lot to admire. There's there's a lot of engineering. Like we talked about that scene where all that chaos going. To engineer that yeah. and to write that and, or, to, or to ad lib some of it, however it's done. I can see why this is a great film. It's just for me, it's not. Yeah, and, and I think you can see why why this, to a lesser extent, and Uncut Gems as well, was so critically acclaimed. Yeah, because this this there's a distinct style to them both. It's not going to be for everyone. No, and yeah, that that scene in the Bale I, I liked it. I liked this movie. Fair. That that scene in the Bale Bondsman office where it's chaos for like ten minutes. Uncut Gems is that. Yeah, it for is. The whole it's film. that all the way through. Yeah, it's it's. And I think that's what put me off it a little bit because I was like, I can't do another film like this. Yeah. It's just too much. This is this is, this has a little bit more breathing room yes, than Uncut Gems. That's fair to say. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think this is better. I I if I was going to watch one, if I was forced to watch one of them again, I'd watch this one. Okay. So all right, let's do Uncut Gems brief now before <laughs> we it. like rank this. I, so I watched that the day after. Yeah. I I totally agree with everything you said. It is an assault. Yeah. And it is tiring, and it's. I it, I did feel like I was having a panic attack for two hours. Same. Because it just goes, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this guy that Adam Sandler's playing is just an uh, he's an idiot. Yes, he he's is. horrible and unlikable. Yet you kind of root for him a bit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought it was absolutely magnificent. I loved it. Really? I I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen in ages. Wow. I I I like I said a minute ago. I get why people see them as good films. I just can't do it there's a scene in uncut gems when uh when kevin garnett brings the the gem back yes and and sandler's character has been trying to get this rock back for about 45 minutes at this point in in the length of the movie and he finally brings it back to his office because he thinks he's gonna he needs to get it to the auction and and all this stuff it's all building up to a climax and he gets in he gets in the office and he can't he literally can't give him the rock back because the door's broken. Yeah. And it's similar to the scene in this yeah, we talked is. about with the Bale Bondsman. But not only you've got like six conversations, you've got a door buzzer going off. And I was literally sitting there watching it going, oh, this is going to fry my brain. It's yeah. just, it's doing me over. <laughs> That's exactly how I was watching it. But then but... I came away from the whole thing and I was like, fuck me. I feel like I've like <laughs> lived an experience watching that. Yeah, both of these it... films are like that. I just, I don't like it. I can, I, can, I can totally see that. I love Dunkirk Gems. I thought it was absolutely magnificent. <laughs> I'm not, I thought it was outstanding. I, I, I understand that. They're just not for me. Yeah. They're just, they're just not. This was very good. This, it yeah. wasn't as good as Uncut Gems. But I enjoyed it. Maybe I, I think, think this a lot is better like because it. it's a bit more peaceful than that. <laughs> cool. Does it, does the other thing it reminded me they both reminded me of, do you, one of my favourite movies is Goodfellas. Yes. And... There's a scene towards the end of Goodfellas where um, Ray Liotta's character does a load of coke and yes. cooks like a huge dinner. I can't remember if it's Thanksgiving or, or Christmas, I can't remember. And he's already paranoid and he does all these drugs and it's about 15 to 20 minutes. He's getting followed by the helicopters and he's it's really manic. Both of these films are like that, but for two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Um, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, they're, they're an experience. They're, they really are. If you like one, you're going to like the other. Yeah. Put it that way. What's the best thing about it? 
I think this is some of the best acting performances we've seen. Yeah. I think Patterson's really good. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Apparently, he got he got the role because he saw a picture from one of the, just a photograph from one of their other movies and contacted them and said, I want to work with you just from this one okay. picture. And they, so they wrote that part for him. So, and that's how he got into it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the acting is brilliant because to do stuff like that is really difficult as well. But everybody's just talking all at the same time. I think the other thing for me is probably, I think you feel New York as a character. Yes, I'd agree with it's, that. Like it, it does. The evoke, grimy side of New York. Yeah, definitely. it does evoke some of that sort of, I'm not saying it's as good, it's nothing there as good a film as these, but you, you obviously you look back to some of that Scorsese stuff where you've got like yeah. Taxi Driver and it's like, oh, this place is, it's a character. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's seedy. It's grimy. It's neon. It's, yeah. it really comes through you, that this is a guy who's like on the edge of, sanity and because he's not been to sleep for three days yeah and you he's don't, just lurching from one bad decision to the next yeah you don't need to be told that this one's set in new york no you can just tell yeah just from your history with movies so what would you change about it i'm not sure how i feel about uh a non why was why did we not have a learning impaired person play the character of yeah that's fair uh nick yeah i'd agree with that i i, I felt like is this a bit self-indulgent having one of the directors play this character yeah that was in the back of my mind a little bit yeah no you're you probably say. right and even it's only what three or four years old yeah it probably wouldn't happen now even even in that short time period something just didn't quite and he was good he was I really it was good. a good performance don't get me wrong but i just yeah i just thought well why are you doing why are you why are you doing this why have you given yourself this job yeah it's a bit of an ego isn't it I do, <laughs> yeah i'll give myself so this really, really like that yeah that's fair how about you? I'd change the directors. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is their gimmick and this is, is what you're going to get, isn't yeah. it? Uh, like I said to you, if I'd have known that they were making it, I wouldn't have ever watched it. But you enjoyed this more than Uncut Jam. Yes. There you go. I'm not go- I'm not in the market to watch any more of their stuff. That's a personal choice. It is. I can understand the- that. And I get it. And I get it. That why people would like it. It's just not for me. As I've said like four times. <laughs> do you want to talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. This is going to be a tough one, isn't it? I I might just take the lead on this. I'm torn on it, to okay. be honest. Well, you tell me where you think it goes. And well, I'm I'll not enti- see if I agree. I'm not entirely sure because. Do you want me to read the table out? Yeah, yeah, so go for it. Currently, at the bottom of the stream for season six is Secret Obsession, followed by American Mary, and then Destruction Las Vegas. Uh, classic horror stories in fourth, Containment's in third, Arlo the Alligator Boys at number two, and What Happened to Monday is at number one. Part of me thinks. There's an argument for this being top. Okay. In terms of technically, I think it's the best story. I think it's well told. I think it's the best performances. But it is not an easy watch. No. I would argue. And what with happened you as to well. Monday was a lot of fun. Yes. And <laughs> the performances in that are great. Yeah, they, 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 they are. And the story's good. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I, I ultimately would... think it, it kind of feels like. This is much more of a me film than a you film. 100%. A lot of times when I'm I'm not quite sure, I will fall back, to be fair, to the... Oh, I did have more fun watching What Happened to Monday. Same. I, I wouldn't allow you to put this at number one. But I think this... <laughs> I think if we're doing... In a lot of ways, this is the best film we've seen. Objectively, as a, from a technical achievement. Technically, yes. I agree. But it isn't... But I don't think I want to put it at number one. Okay. Good. <laughs> I don't which may surprise you I don't know if you were expecting that um, um, no I don't think I was expecting you to say it was better than what happened to Monday okay I'm expecting you to put it there though I think I would like to have it at number two <laughs> I I I don't think I can argue that because I understand why I don't like this film yeah but I understand why that's very personal to me and I get why it's a good film yeah it's, 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 some, it's a position of can... yeah it's a position I've never been put in before I really enjoyed Arlo the Alligator Boy. Oh, me too. And I know you did as well. Yeah. I'd happily see it under that, but I will accept it if you don't want to put it under that. Um, no, I, th- I think this this is... It's better than Containment. Yeah. But it is somewhere in the top three for me as well. Yeah. But I, I personally think Arlo's better. Yeah, I think... Um, look, I had a great time watching Arlo the Alligator Boy, but <laughs> I can't believe we're comparing these two movies. <laughs> That's the problem with a show, isn't it? How can you compare these two movies? I also, in a way, wanted a bit more from that. I don't think that. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, some of the songs weren't great. That's I, fair. But I loved those parts that I absolutely loved. Um, no, this for me, if if let's put uh, it this, second. Let's this gets the edge. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm on one with you. Cool. So it's time to pick next week's film. Sure. Do you know what next week is? It's Christmas. It's Christmas, man. Merry Christmas.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So we've got a special Christmas randomizer, have we not? We have. So all the Christmas films on Netflix are on the Christmas randomizer. So we're going to do a Christmas film. We don't do Halloween films at Halloween, but we do do Christmas films at Christmas. Sure. We make the rules. It's our show. Who cares? Damn right. Shall I spin the Christmas randomizer? Let it snow. It has picked a film called The Holiday Calendar. Okay. So far, so Christmas. So far, so bland. <laughs> Let me just bring it up on IMDb. So The Holiday Calendar is from 2018. It's a drama, fantasy, romance Christmas film. Oh, lovely. So PG, it runs for one hour and 35 minutes. Currently rated at 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Would you like to hear a synopsis? I really would. A struggling but talented photographer inherits an antique holiday advent calendar, the contents of which seem to predict the future. Okay. Will this magical calendar lead her to love this holiday season? I think I maybe I could do the fortune-telling advent calendar. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'd right, that. Sounds like, a, sounds like a good thing. Directed by Bradley Walsh. I don't think it's that Bradley Walsh. <laughs> directed by Bradley Walsh. So yeah, go out and watch... For Christmas. It's Christmas. Go out and watch the holiday calendar. And uh, we'll come back on Christmas week to talk to you about it. But in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd, at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Um, if you want to drop us an email, you can do that. It's bottom of the stream at gmail.com. Or the website is bottom of the stream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. You'll find all the stream tables. Find loads of other cool stuff. And you can even get some merch if you want some bottom of the stream. Baubles. It's Christmas. <laughs> nice. Um, Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. For a couple of quid every month, you'll get early access to episodes. You'll get wild card, uh, bonus episodes. You will get Nick writes a newsletter every month. It's really good. This week, this month's was especially good. Oh, well thank done. you. Yeah, very much. Um, no problem. And if you come in at the top level, you'll get a wild card so you can give Robin the randomizer the night off and pick the film that we watch in a particular week each season. After you've done all that, come and join us in discord have a chat with us in there we've got loads of cool stuff planned for that we've got a qu- next gonna do a quiz apparently yeah we've got a quiz we've got some watch alongs going on so do all that and then live your life <laughs> but do that first. i can't remember how i finished that thing, so <laughs> i've just done that uh if you've got a few minutes spare then please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts because it really helps get our little show in the eyes and ears of more people uh, you could do that on Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, anywhere you can review podcasts. Come and leave us a note. What film did we do this week? Good what time. What did we just talk about? Good, Good time. time. <laughs> Maybe you could... Uh... Memorable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could... Um... I can't think of any. Break into a ghost train <laughs> yeah. and write it in silly string on the side oh, of the Oh, you could write train. it in like ultraviolet ink so it could Invisible only, ink only be seen. In mid-ride uv uv yeah. lights do that sounds like a lot of effort it's just doesn't it sounds like a lot of effort just, just leave to us break a review into adventure on one of these uh leave us a review somewhere it really helps us out it's christmas why would you not do all that and then go out and watch the holiday calendar with some it's christmas watch it with people a yule log watch it with a yule log yeah eat a yule log okay and watch it deal or eat a whole advent calendar <laughs> as yeah, you're watching you it do that every time the film shit. Open the door on the advent calendar <laughs> and watch it. Yeah. Uh, do all that, and then we'll come back on Monday for the wave, and on Thursday for our Christmas special, the holiday calendar. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>